It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> my whole life <laughs> I got some things to say I'm still slowly dying but uh. hey we all are <laughs> good morning back row radio I'm Matt and I'm Mo and you're streaming the morning side hug completely loving socially awkward and decidedly Christian we are a back row morning show exclusively on backrowradio.com on today's show, how do we return to church after all this? Plus the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, today is May 5th, and it is a holiday. It is a holiday. I always <laughs> wonder if you're going to... I almost... I Almost every episode, I almost actually say what the holiday is. And, and it is... No, this is Mo's job. A holiday. <laughs> and every time I'm like, oh, he's going to announce... Oh, no, okay, he didn't. <laughs> hey, it's May 5th, and it's National Hoagie Day. Whoop! Cinco de Hoagie? <laughs> well, sort of. After all, we do celebrate National Hoagie Day on May 5th, but since this year is likely to be the least celebratory Cinco de Mayo ever, we're focusing on sandwiches. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> These monster sandwiches filled with a variety of meats, cheeses, vegetables, seasonings, and sauces come on a long Italian roll or French bread. Italian workers who lived in a section of Philadelphia known as Hog Island introduced the sandwich in 1953. At least that's one theory. The instant classic became known as the Hog Island Sandwich, later shortened to Hoagie, but that's just one nickname from Philly. In New York City, they're called Heroes Grinders in New England, except for Boston, where they're often called spookies, which is short for a spookadella, which is an which is an Italian roll. Of course, <laughs> most of us just call them submarine sandwiches or subs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knew there so were so many, many names? names? But that kind of puts like a an end to the long time debate of is it a sub or is it a hoagie? I've never even heard. Well, I've heard of a hero. I don't. Think I've heard I've, all these. Really, I've never heard of a spooky <clears throat> or a grind. I. You've heard of a grinder. I'm positive you've heard of grinders. But what are the little <laughs> ones called? Sliders. Sliders. Okay, see, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of a grinder. I'm. I'm positive you've heard it. You just probably didn't make any lasting to note it. to it. You know? Maybe. Why would you hold that in your brain? You know what I mean? So, speaking of food. Boy, it's my favorite day of the week. I I, I, I bet Are you wish you it? lived in... No, we're not doing that this, this oh, time. Sorry. fine. We're not doing the junk food news Jeez. this week or next week, but we'll get back to it. Uh, but... <laughs> but we are doing junk food news in a way. Okay. Belgians and Canadians have got it made right now because their governments are begging them to eat more French fries. Belgian farmers are currently facing a 750,000 ton surplus of potatoes and the government has come up with a creative solution to ensure the vegetables don't go to waste. Encourage everyone to eat more fries. Lockdown measures in the country have crippled restaurants and in turn farmers are feeling the heat too. 
with nowhere to sell their produce. However, fries, a twice fried snack, sometimes paired with mussels or topped with mayonnaise over there in Belgium. Weirdos. Uh, it's considered a national dish of Belgium, and many snack bars where they're sold have been given special permission to stay open. <laughs> They've become an essential business just to get these potatoes someplace to be. Uh, they're encouraging people to eat at least eat fries at least twice a week. Everyone in Belgium eat fries at least twice a week, and Canadians are doing the exact same thing. Uh, Canadians are urged to eat more fries as 200 million pounds of potatoes becomes the latest food victim of COVID-19. <clears throat> and they do a lot of, what's that called over there in Canada with the gravy and the cheese, curds, poutine. They do poutine. Have you never heard of poutine? Really? Even McDonald's made a version of poutine I'm in Canada. I'm terribly concerned for the well-being <laughs> <laughs> of our population worldwide. Look, ketchup on French fries is a distinctly ma- American thing. I know it it's is. It's mayonnaise everywhere else, except you, Canada where it's gravy. Do you know <laughs> that Italians think that we put French fries on our pizza? Yes. A lot of the world thinks that because they make an American pizza and there's always French fries on always it. Always French fries on top. But then I say that. Snappy tomato pizza in our town. <laughs> Has a pizza that has potato wedges. It has on potato it. wedges, yeah. But and I'm not even gonna lie, this was our kids' favorite pizza from our local pizzeria when we were in Italy. It was the American pizza. And so it had, you had it there, okay? Yes, and it had like thin cut, almost like McDonald's French fries, fries <laughs> baked onto this pizza, and it was legit. It was super good. To this day, our boys will still say, can we put fries on our pizza? (laughs) Meanwhile, they're thinking it was an Italian thing. Exactly. (laughs) And all these Italians are like, these stupid Americans putting french fries on their pizza. There's a hamburger on it. (laughs) That was a bad Italian accent. I was going German in there. Russian or something. German. Definitely not Italian. (laughs) You put your hamburgers on your pizza. Yeah, not Stupid Italian. Americans. Every Italian. Is <laughs> French fries. No, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into right the now. I'm leaning into the Russian thing. Now. It's, it's like a Russian Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Eat in Russia, we have best pizza. <laughs> Ask anybody. That okay? That's your challenge for the week. I want to hear every. Trump Culture Trump <laughs> that you can come up with. I feel like that would sound really racist at a certain point. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking the first one that came to my mind, let's do an Asian Trump. Nope, can't do that. That'll sound bad. <laughs> it's, see? Okay. I'm not saying that I would find it personally offensive. I'm just saying Someone's that's gonna a find line it offensive. that we don't want to cross. I'm finding it offensive <laughs> that you won't do it. How about that? Why don't you try? Nope. I want to hear Asian Trump. I am not. <laughs> I am not the what impersonation person. I don't. Can we move on, please? <laughs> I feel like I'm sounding dumber and dumber oh, with every sentence. Uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> 
Coming up next, lose yourself in the moment. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. I'm Mo. <laughs> We're going to kick off the second hour with five random facts. Five random facts. <laughs> I was I was pre-reading these facts here and was a little bit taken by a word that I'm going to have to try and say. Uh, in Sweden, you have a constitutional right to... Alamansraten. I think so. Which is the unlimited right to hike peacefully, camp, bike, and enjoy nature anywhere in the country as long as you're not too close to someone's home or messing up their garden. So, like, you could just go out to a field. Listen. And hunker down. I believe that's the way that God intended it when he created the world. <laughs> Chewing gum can increase a person's focus and improve their mood while decreasing anxiety and stress. Unless you have jaw problems and then... Right. Deidre, every now and then her jaw will just start popping uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. And so if she's chewing gum, I just keep hearing... Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Just every every time I hear it, I feel it in my own jaw. You know? Yeah. Just, oh. So I, you know, I have that jaw issue on the left oh, side yeah. of my face. I forgot all about that. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, and it was really bad when I was working. Remember? Yeah. All the time, couldn't even talk without it like flaring up and hurting. And it's been fine for oh about nine, ten months to a year mm-hmm. until this last week, mm. and it's starting flare started to flare up again thanks to quarantine and house renovations. Uh, Pluto (laughs) will complete its first full orbit since its discovery on Monday, March 23rd. Oh, hold on. Since its discovery, it will complete on Monday, March 23rd, 2178. I was like, wait, it's been discovered since... (laughs) Isn't that crazy? It hasn't even made a full... That is insane. ...orbit since we found it. And it won't in our for lifetime. another. Yeah, we'll be long dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> our kids will likely be long dead. Our grandkids will probably unless there's like well unless we start like transitioning consciousness into robots, and then we live forever. See, you talk about <laughs> things like that, and it makes me wonder. <laughs> uh, ketchup was sold as medicine in the 1830s, which is why. Other countries do not put it on their french fries like we do. (laughs) The average American spends 4.5 hours a day on their iPhone. I'm sure it's more. Pretty sure it's more. Oh, man. All right. Mo, got a story just for you. Oh, no. (laughs) Eminem. One of your favorites. I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Is looking out for healthcare workers on the front lines of the coronavirus battle in his hometown of Detroit. And he's doing it in a uniquely Eminem way. Paying homage to a line of his 2002 hit, Lose Yourself, the rapper sent his mom's spaghetti to employees at Henry Ford Hospital. 
In the song, Eminem sings about his mom's spaghetti, and the line itself has become somewhat iconic, often used as an early 2000s pop culture reference and in memes He's still on today. on his sweater already, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> He's nervous, but on the surface he heard, looks calm and ready to drop you, bombs, stop but it. he no, keeps on No, we don't. <laughs> we can't. I mean, we pay licensing fees, but we Thank have to you. have metadata, and we can't do that. <laughs> Gosh! Just let me have fun every once in a while. You ruin everything. <sighs> have you heard? Have you heard the version of the song where someone changed every end of a line to "Mom Spaghetti"? No. So it's every rhyme is "Mom Spaghetti" and "Mom Spaghetti" and "Mom Spaghetti." No. It's pretty good. You should check it out. All right. <laughs> On Instagram, Henry Ford Health System shared a photo of the rapper's gift, tubs of spaghetti that featured the classic mom tattoo stickered on them. Uh, and then another sticker that said, thank you, frontline caregivers uh, on the containers of pasta. It said uh, their their Instagram message said, our healthcare heroes lost themselves in the delicious mom spaghetti donated by Detroit's very own Eminem. Thank you, provi- thank you for providing a special meal for our team members. Uh, beautiful. All right, Eminem. Really? So cool. <laughs> I think that he just needs to have like, <coughs> maybe start small. Have food trucks. Mom's spaghetti. After this is all said and done and the world goes back to semi-normal, he needs to have food trucks across the nation mom's spaghetti where we can all enjoy a bowl or a plate or whatever i'm i'm wondering where he got the spaghetti i mean I, it clearly couldn't have just all been made by his mother but did he make it or did he like i'm pay sure other he restaurants? paid other people did he pay food trucks I'm, already are there italian food trucks that serve spaghetti um because <laughs> okay. if not there should be okay there <laughs> This is one of the things that has come out of my time in quarantine. The Great American Food Truck Race. Have you seen it? I have seen one season, I believe. Oh, my gosh. They had one season where Vinny, don't remember his last name, but from the Jersey Shore, Vinny from MTV's Jersey Shore, and his mom and his uncle. Oh, it's not just some guy named Vinny you know from the Jersey Shore, but like. But from the television show from MTV, you know, with Snooki and JWoww. Um, the situation. The situation. It's the only one I know. Situation. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, and Pauly D. Anyway, Stop they. It. They're my people. <laughs> they are. Listen, oh listen. Gosh. I am not Italian by heritage. However. My stepdad is Italian, and my stepdad pretty much raised me. Um, And his entire family, when you watch anything like Jersey Shore or Real Housewives of New Jersey, those are my people. Those are, like, it is my extended family. Whenever I watch it, I feel like I am at a family reunion because that is what they are like, and I love them. They are my favorite people in the world. Oh, gracious. Anyway. That they had a food truck on there, Vinny, his mom, and his uncle, and they sold her spaghetti from the food truck. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I would really quickly buy a thing of spaghetti from a food truck. Hundred percent. 
Wouldn't even question it. Yeah. A lot of food trucks I would question. I don't care where it came from. It could be a dirty, ratty old food truck. I would buy spaghetti. It would <laughs> They had spaghetti. Like, a, you got a little bowl of her spaghetti with her homemade sauce mm-hmm. and a giant meatball on top. Mm. I could do it. Fantastic. 100%. Montobella. Maybe I'll have that food truck. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> the... That thing? Mm-hmm. With the finger? What are you... Is it... Are you sure it's Multibella? No, I have no idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because that would be very beautiful. Manja. I don't know. These are all stereotypical words I've heard on stereotypical TV shows about stereotypical Italians. <laughs> I have no idea if they mean anything. It would be molto bene. Molto bene. Okay, sure. What was the other one I said? What did I say? Manja. No, what did, what did oh, I say originally? Molto bello. What is that? Bello is beautiful, or bella, depending on male or female. Beautiful. And what is molto? Very? Very. Okay, so very beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is it what was... I meant to say. Dang it. <laughs> That's why I said, are you sure? Because, I mean, it would work, but I really think it's molto bene. Uh, coming up next, <laughs> what will returning to church look like? We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Indie Music Tuesday. Two hours of nothing but our favorite independent Christian artists across all genres. Tuesdays at 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Listen and find your new favorite band. Back Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's in a lot of areas in the nation. We're starting to slowly open up. And I know that in Texas, some churches are starting to meet again. I'm sure there are a couple other states that are doing the same thing. But just because Texas is right next to where we are, I'm more aware of it. Mainly because I have been... I think I mentioned this in one of the episodes um, where I did by myself. But I kind of got volunteered to help a small church that had never had any kind of web presence before like get online and record their sermons and put them online for them every week um they're just over the border we live in clovis which is just like 10 minutes from texas and they're just over the border they're about 20 minutes away from us but yeah they didn't have a facebook page they didn't have a youtube channel and they wanted all of that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the pastor is my my wife's sister's husband's father. Your brother-in-law's so like dad. In-law of an in-law, kinda. <clears throat> okay, so, but but so, hold so, on. Let's be fair. You've known this family, like I've known I've known the Gosmans for a while. I've met Vaughn twice in passing. For before real? this, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but My bad. That being said, it kind of felt like a family thing, and I'm like, oh, I can't say no. But before he even called me, before it even got to me, 
he had asked my former pastor, which is my wife's boss right now, my current pastor, and Matt Gosman, my my brother-in-law, all, hey, who would be good for this? And all of them said, oh, yeah, Matt will do it for you. They all volunteered me. Matt sends me a text message one day. Hey, my dad's about to call you and ask you for help. Two minutes after he texted me, he called and then was talking like I'd already had a conversation with all these people and was already agreed to do this and was just laying out everything he needed from me. I'm like, okay. Uh So, yeah, I got to do that. But the, the key to that whole story is that he told me I don't have to do it anymore because I get to go back to church this week. I'm like, oh. well, that's cool. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway. That is cool. It's, it, it's something, though, that we've been talking about as a member of staff here at, at Highland. What's it going to look like when we come back? How do we phase back in to uh, opening the doors again? And then when we open it up, what kind of guidelines are we going to have to put into place? We're, we're currently looking at assuming that once we're allowed to open up, which might happen after the 15th of this month, the capacity requirement is going to have to be 50%, maybe 30% of what we normally would allow. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, are we forced to do two services? Are we... I mean, is it even worth opening at all at that point? Do we wait it out until we can have more people? And we also don't know what to expect. Are we going to have fewer people because there's still going to be people that are like afraid to get out? Or are we going to have more people than we expect because there's so many people that are so stir crazy that they are going to jump at the chance to get out? Have y'all been talking about... Oh, yeah. Because yours is a big church. Well, and here's the thing. Like, the way that this has affected me the most is VBS. Mm. As the VBS director, our VBS was scheduled for the first week of June. It has now been pushed back three times. We are now going into the very last two days of June, first week of July. That is where we are sitting. I don't know. I I just don't know. So let me tell you. And what has really thrown me for the biggest loop is the amount of people that I've come in contact with that have said, I absolutely will not be sending my kids to VBS this year. 100% will not send them. And I'm just like, okay, this is is for real. This is a real reaction that people are having. I think that I just kind of sat on the side of the second everything opens, my kids are going somewhere because I'm done with them. <laughs> you know, I just thought that that's where most people would be. Governor said you're safe. Get out. Get out of my house. <laughs> Take out the trash. Um, but I, I, uh, I've been really surprised at how many people are so far on the other side yeah. of 100%. Don't even know if I'm sending my kids back to school next year. Right. Yeah. So in our area, we have, I think, what we're sitting at fifteen cases. Yeah. Over the past six entire weeks, yeah. I mean, like most of our first cases have already recovered. Mm-hmm. But because we've had fifteen, 
out of I mean, our town alone has what forty, fifty thousand people in it. You have to understand, we are a military community, so we have to be a small town. Yeah. We are very much small town America. Yeah. To be a small town, we have a very <laughs> large population, mm-hmm. and to only be sitting at fifteen cases, to me, that says a lot. About and I know our at community. least five of them are related. Five of them are a family. Exactly. And so it's like, how? how yeah. How, how how far locked down are we going to really get? For this many cases. Yeah. But I'm hearing uh, we are supposed to see our second wave of this come through around July. Mm. That's what people are saying. And so our governor is. If there's one one group of people you can trust, it's people. People. (laughs) It's the people Um, who say. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But there's been talk about our schools not even opening back up until after October. Good night. And so when you think about that, when you consider that, what does it look like for the bigger churches? You know, if our smaller churches are considering having to have two services in order to host their their typical congregation, what does it look like for a bigger church who already has two services? There's no way we can do six services in a Sunday to host everybody. Yeah. You know, at that rate, pastor would keel over and die. Yeah, (laughs) at that rate, it's just wiser to continue with what we're doing as Mm -hmm. far as you know an online presence, having our viral services. Well, yeah. See, and that's the other issue, especially for churches that don't do that regularly, like an actual live stream. Mm -hmm. When you open up, do you still continue to try and do that as well for the many people that won't be coming back right away? I'm not sure that's feasible. I know. For, like, I, I know it's not feasible for us to do a live stream on the Sunday morning. We might have to like record it and upload it. And if you're going to watch it from home, you watch it at night. Yeah, you air it later. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I just don't know. It's such a strange, uh, like it was strange to begin with. But now getting back into it, it just feels even weirder. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, one of the funniest things I saw in our group recently was uh, someone shared a Babylon Bee article that said church having to remind parishioners to wear pants yes. as churches open up. Again. Yes. And your <laughs> response was, no, I'm already... I, I am accustomed to a certain way of Exactly. <laughs> this is how I'm coming to church. The Bible says, come as you are, okay? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, we had an article that was talking about this from uh, Facts and Trends, but... I don't really know how deep we need to get into it because uh, this is really laying out specific things. But it does look like it, you know, it, it looks like it could be a year or more before we get back to any kind of normalcy, normalcy in yeah. how our church services go. Mm-hmm. It's already so strange, so completely left field that we've had no services in a lot of churches most, if not all, churches, aside for those few outliers that you see on the news, <laughs> for weeks on end now. Yeah. Like, that's just unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we talked about before we kind of went on our hiatus this last month, we talked about how this was actually a pretty cool opportunity, getting to flood a lot of you know Facebook feeds and the Internet. It's actually a good time for this situation to happen, if it had to happen at all, when it came to 
all of us being forced to do online things. Right. Because we're all on Facebook uh, for the most part. At least all the adults are on Facebook. Yeah. And this is this was a, a great opportunity. Every Sunday I see at least a couple dozen different church services going on in my feed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fantastic. I watch a few of them mm-hmm. when I get a chance. Really cool. Um, if If for no other reason than just even the church people that attend church regularly get to hear other points of view and other pastors every now and then, which is good for you. Yeah. I'm not saying you're shopping around for churches. I'm just saying, yeah, it's nice to hear another thought, another perspective on certain issues, especially right now, because it seems like most churches are all talking about the same kind of thing. We're all kind of talking about trials and what God can be doing during this time, uh, through this situation and all that. And it's good to hear kind of different perspectives mm-hmm. uh, from different cultures, different areas of the country, maybe even different areas of the world. Uh, all really neat stuff. But when it comes to just going back to business as usual at church, I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, uh, like currently our plan is set up as, it's still kind of dependent on what the governor comes out with guidelines when that time comes. But our plan uh, clearly right now looks like we will be separating the rows out more because, you know, we have the stackable chairs. So mm-hmm. we'll separate those out six feet, ask families to sit together and ask everybody else to be distance apart. Only let a certain amount of people in until we reach a, you know, 50% capacity or whatever the limit is. Um, no Sunday school. No children's church, no nursery, no really any extracurricular thing except for our main Sunday service and our Wednesday night prayer service. And then we'll be in that phase for who knows how long. Mm -hmm. Celebrate recovery we do on Thursday nights. We don't know when we're going to start that back up again. Yeah. And when we do, don't think we're going to be doing a meal for a really long time. Probably not for the rest of this year. Don't know if we're going to have small groups or mm-hmm. start with just a large group kind of thing, as separated as we can, and ease small groups back in. And the small groups are the most important part. And so it really hurts to even have to consider that, but we just don't know what we'll be allowed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, do we have to have an entire half of the church cordoned off for one small group and then the other half for the other small group? Like, what? what's the size limit? Are we even allowed to use our classrooms with, you know, 10 people in a small group? Right. There's no way you can separate everybody six feet in the, the size, some of the sizes of our, our classrooms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like this will be a topic for a long time. It will be. It will be. <laughs> I had a... Zoom meeting with um, this past week with our children's director and then my assistant VBS director where we all just and our preschool director where we all just kind of our children's director laid out okay these are the three phases and just like you said we're waiting for feedback from the governor to tell us exactly what it's going to look like you know as far as VBS is concerned And for me, in that moment, hearing it for the first time, hearing, okay, this is what it could be, this is what it might be, this is what we may have to do. And I'm like, no, I, you need to give me one scenario <laughs> so that I can run with it. And I can say, okay, this is VBS 
for 2020. Whatever that is, I'm cool with it. But I don't want to be planning three different BBSs for three different scenarios. I need some definitive answers, people, please. <laughs> and I, I straight up said that in the Zoom meeting. Our children's director was like, Megan, how are you feeling? And I'm like, uh, well, you want me to be honest here because it's not good. <laughs> are we being honest or are we being church people right, right? now? Right? Because <laughs> honesty might throw you for a loop. You don't know me that well. It's only my second BBS directing at this church. I feel like it's a little too soon for me to put my true colors out there. <laughs> so, I don't know. You really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't think it's even possible to come up with just a one scenario. There's, you yeah. have to plan for all these different things. Yeah. And, and that's for everything because, you know, as, as we joked about at the beginning of this segment, everything that we've been told at some point from the very beginning of this has been walked back and changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole, I mean, it started with China and the World Health Organization, the big saying, no, it's not human to human transmissible. Right. Well, that got walked back. Don't wear masks. That got walked mm-hmm. back. <laughs> yeah. It's going to kill 200 million Americans. That got walked back. Some of them have been good walkbacks. Some of them have been bad walkbacks. But either either case, I feel like Everything, nothing that's been said yep. has been right the first time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so even if we come out with a plan, you have to assume your first, maybe even your second, third, fourth plan, all going to go out the window and you're going to have to come up with something else on the fly. Yeah. God, I just, yeah. Yeah. Even that first Sunday we did, a uh, live stream. We didn't know about it until three days before. I'm like, oh gosh, okay, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. I had to learn a new system yeah. from the ground up on how to broadcast this with the little bit of equipment that we have and my cell phone. So, and I think that that's one of the good things that's kind of come out of this, even though it's so incredibly frustrating and awkward and just uncomfortable we've all learned all of us every single person has learned that there's a lot more to us than what we give ourselves credit for Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we can do a lot more than what we're willing to say we can do Mm -hmm. it's taking us out of that whole being comfortable being content doing the same old mundane thing that we're just so used to and making us do something just a little bit different right it's pushed it's pushed us uh, past our limits yeah. in a very good way in that it's forcing us to be more creative, mm-hmm. to learn new things, and uh, to kind of go with the flow and translating that into our faith and how God works in our lives. That can only be a good lesson. Yeah. Because God often throws us curveballs. Exactly. Uh, in After we make plans to say, ha, I have a different idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got to learn to roll with that. Yeah. The second that we're comfortable and we feel good about something, God's going to be like, all right, you feel good? Let me show you something else. Let me, let me give you a new lesson to learn. Because we're not complete until the day of completion. And that's just, that's, we're constantly a new being a new creation we're constantly growing into what he has designed us to become and we can't do that if we're sitting in the same thing every day mm-hmm. absolutely all right so to answer the question 
what's church going to look like? We don't know. No idea. (laughs) (laughs) Your guess is as good as ours. (laughs) Coming up next, we share something that we love. We'll be back in just a few with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But first, I want to share with you something that I love. And it, it's it been a month, but, you know, if you remember back, I have to do these something that I loves with a little disclaimer at the front of it. <laughs> because I can't just jump right into it like Matt does for some reason. Um, this is cheesy. This is corny. I am not earning brownie points, I promise. But in our last hour, we were we were talking about how church is looking different and things how we're having to change. So something that I love, sort of an unsung hero in our churches who really don't get a whole lot of credit because they're always behind the scenes. I'm going to give a shout out and I'm going to say that I really love our tech people, our media people. Aww. I know. <laughs> I kind of went back and forth as to whether or not I wanted to say it. Because I'm sitting across from one. <laughs> but I'm not your tech person anymore. Not so anymore. Okay. But <laughs> you're one of my favorites. So <laughs> I grew up a sound man's daughter. My dad was the sound man at the church that we we grew up or that I grew up in. You always you always say it that way. What? I grew up a sound man's daughter. Listen. And it sounds like it's the beginning of a book <laughs> about... <laughs> The coal miner's daughter. (laughs) The sound man's daughter. Listen, unless you have firsthand knowledge, you just don't quite get it. Because you just think that they come in and they do their thing and it's something that they know how to do just instinctively. But a lot of times they're thrown a loop every single Sunday or every Mm -hmm. single time that they come into the church. I saw, oh, um, uh, uh, it's not a, a gif, but anyway, it was like a... A little video, a humor. Thank you. (laughs) Golly, that took way too long to find the word. Um, (laughs) Of a guy who was doing a special at his church. He was, do you remember this one? Okay. And so the sound man turns on the wrong track. And it's a very inappropriate rap song that's playing. And it's it shows the... He's pretending to be a woman doing her special in front of the church. And he's like from the the pulpit pointing his finger, track one, track one, you know, trying not to act inappropriately at the at the front of the church and screaming at the sound man. And the sound man's like, what? Turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, no. Track one. So and it made me chuckle. It made me laugh because I can remember my dad having those very same (laughs) moments of, oh, this isn't the song that you want. Oh, wait. Oh, yes. No, I don't. under. Okay. Um, And now during this time with COVID-19 and being in quarantine and having to live stream services, Our tech people have so much on their plate right now, so much more than what they signed up for when they decided to be, you know, the crew or the sound man or whatever it may be. So I'm going to say I love our tech people. I'm thankful for our tech people. I see you. I appreciate you. You, me, same. (laughs) Um, There you go. (laughs) What's funny 
at, uh, typically I'm usually the only person in the sound booth or I have someone helping me, but I'm still kind of running most of the stuff. Because Matt's a control freak. Yeah, that's mainly the reason. <laughs> and, um, and I'm not going to say I've never made mistakes with people who have specials. Like I've never accidentally played the wrong track for a second or forgotten to turn on a mic. I've done that before, mm-hmm. occasionally. But it became like a running thing that every now and then I was going to give a special. Mm. And so somebody else was going to be in charge. And it became a running thing that every time I got up to give a special, something went wrong. They played the wrong track. They forgot to turn on my microphone or something. And (laughs) it was always like this just big, massive failure that I had to then try and pull us all out of singing the special. But yeah, it's you you just need to start your special from the sound booth (laughs) and just walk it up. There was one time I did that (laughs) and I made it like part of the dramatic effect. Like I was walking in from the back or, you know, something like that. But it's because I didn't have anybody else there. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm going to push play and I'm going to walk out. I've got 15 seconds before I have to start singing. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. All right, let's close our show with a Bible verse for the day. Bible verse is Psalm 121, 7 and 8. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your your going out. Yeah, sorry. Keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. (sighs) Don't you always feel bad when you mess up the scripture? Yeah. Psalms are written weird. That's David's fault. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's on you, David. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. There is a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. If you miss a morning show, you can subscribe to the podcast version of the Morning Side Hug on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast apps, and catch up on our new Monday through Wednesday shows. The podcast of our Throwback Thursday episodes are reserved for our Patreon donors as well as other bonus content and incentives. If you listen to Back Row Radio and you want to support the work we do, please consider partnering with us by going to backrowradio.com partner. Any size donation will get you into our private podcast feed. That is it for the show. The best of Matt and Mo tomorrow morning and we'll be back Thursday. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that Jesus loves you. Look. If we had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in the moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? Yo. And if you see us around, we love a side dog. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you wouldn't let me sing it earlier, so I had to say it as if it was a line of my own. Jeez. Bye.